Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor. Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. SummerSlam week. We have a post-NXT TakeOver show this Saturday, post-SummerSlam show this Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. But tonight we have SmackDown Live. Tomorrow, or that being Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, listen, your boy, our flagship podcast. But, of course, head over to FightfulWrestling.com for all your wrestling news exclusives, photos, videos, all that stuff. If you haven't given it a shot, go ahead and do so. We also have FightfulSelect.com. Today I posted the If It Were a Work, If It Were a Shoot podcast, which is where I look at UFC fights, if they were a work, who UFC would want to win, and I look at the SummerSlam all-in and takeover card, and I decide who I think would win based on their skill sets and the stipulations involved. It's a good, fun podcast that we have over there. I also have a behind-the-scenes uh, clip with one Vince Russo from one of our filmings up there. Uh, we post those every month. Have some with Anna, with DDP, probably one with Alex, actually. Alex, I, I would have to say, Alex Palowski joined me, by the way. Would My, my favorite behind-the-scenes clip is probably from alternate commentary in between our filmings when Jeff Hawkins goes... I remember this fucking thing. I probably had a coronary. And he goes, how's the kid? (laughs) (laughs) It was good of him to show interest, you know? Charmer, that guy. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. (laughs) Man, that's what we got going on. Of course, the Weekender podcast is at FightfulSelect.com. You can get all your exclusives and free news at FightfulWrestling.com. Fightful Select just gives you extra, my friends. Check it out. We got SmackDown Live to talk about. We're also going to make NXT Takeover and SummerSlam predictions tonight. Alex, what'd you think of this show as a whole? Because honestly, when I was giving the spoilers here on YouTube.com/slash Fightful, I wasn't looking forward to it. Uh, did it happen? Technically, did it, did, it did happen. What, what what happened? Like there was a lot of uh, yeah. I mean. Honestly, like if 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 he if this if this if this show didn't take place, there's n- nothing that really changed going into SummerSlam. Uh, the, the go home show is just like just stay stay at home, stay on your couch, uh, go to sleep. Oh, I can tell you, our live numbers right now are certainly reflecting that. Yeah, this one week after we did like a hundred thousand views. <laughs> On, on our raw show, yeah, that uh, was that was that was a welcome surprise. When I yeah, that. I mean, we hit the four million mark overall. Thank you guys very much for yeah. that. Also, ten thousand subscribers. Thank you all so much. That means a lot. We are an independent website that has not been around for decades, like some of the other newsbreakers and pro wrestling. So, for you all to show that much love to a two year old site, that means the world to me. It really, really uh, helps show us that our hard work is paying off and that you know one day we will we'll get the SEO juice of some of these decades old sites that get all the love from Google but smackdown live let's go ahead and talk about it and 
We're going to talk about some other stuff throughout this show. Yeah. Some, some news that has broken sort of over the past week, but let's get into it. Charlotte Flair kicks off the show. She is interrupted by Carmella and Becky. Becky delivered what I thought was a pretty genuine promo and good promo about how she had to adjust her goals. But even, I mean, this was one of the best things on the show, Becky's promo, and it was just a run-of-the-mill promo. It just yeah. shows you the state of this episode of SmackDown. Yeah, uh, this is a this is a weird one. It's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I thought that Carmella did a good job of doing the whole, like, um, you're so awesome, uh, Charlotte. Everybody tell her how awesome she is. Also, I beat you twice. What does that say about me? Like, that's... That's a good tactic. That's a good heel tactic. I, I appreciate that. Um, I like she's trying to drive a wedge between uh, Becky and Charlotte. That's what you should do in that situation. Um, I'm I still still really wish I was getting my Becky one on one match, but you know, sometimes you don't get what you want. So, Carmella thinks it's funny that Becky has these aspirations. She kind of puts over Charlotte in a roundabout way. She says. It's really hard to beat her, even though I've done it twice. Yeah, yep, exactly. She gloats very well. That's her. She, she's she got her laugh, but I'm very ready for SmackDown and Raw to both not have a women's champion who just can't work very well, whether that be Carmella or Alexa or Nia. Yeah. It's like, okay, we get it. You, you can put it on a worker now. You can put it on somebody that can work now. I'm ready for that. Even even if you had it on Nia, the story you could tell would you could put workers in the ring against her and have them try to find a way to take down the giant. You know, that's at least a story you can tell that's not. The champ uh, doesn't have to um, win to, to, to retain. Uh, and she's a chicken shit. Um, and she'll cheat at any chance she can get. Uh, and she has a little friend that's going to help her. Like, it's the same story on both brands. And I, I don't understand why they don't realize that and, you know, cut bait on one of them. Because it's it's kind of tiring to see the same thing. I don't care what story it is. If you're running the same story on concur- concurrently on two different brands, that's just lazy. I agree. I agree. It's very lazy. I mean... We gave WWE the benefit of the doubt with the Absolution Riot Squad thing. Yeah. Wrong. No, we were wrong, wrong to do that. <laughs> we, we were wrong to oh, do that. Oh, surely they're going to have some sort of interaction. Like, surely they can't be this lazy to bring a pale, black-haired girl, a blonde bombshell, and another brunette uh, tomboy yeah. and do it at the, concurrently on the same show. Surely not. Oh, yeah, they can. I Sometimes thought was, we give them too much of a benefit of a doubt, Alex. We, we do, and and we're we're not necessarily we are certainly far from WWE shills. We 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 we, we take them to task when they need to be. I feel like we're fair when they're I mean, when yeah, they're. Yeah, we, we enjoy the thing. We enjoy plenty of stuff. But it's but when they when they do something like this, it's just there was so much opportunity too. There were some some great moments where where you could have set up members of the Riot Squad. Mm. Versus members of Absolution uh, in in one, like the big women's battle royal at Mania or something, and then have them all hug it out. Way like this is our this is our master plan. Like that would have been really fun and cool. I mean, a lot of it got maybe could have gotten if had they even thought of that, which I don't think they did. Uh, could have would have been derailed by Paige's injury because. But I thought there was a lot of opportunity to, to have that. Like we have one faction that split among two brands, and we're going to run the whole thing. That's a cool idea, uh, but nah, we're not going to do that. Let's just do the same thing basically twice. This leads to a match. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch defeating Absolution. Paige brings out Absolution because for some reason, these two have to tag with each other. Solid work in the match, but this is the definition of a pointless tag team match. Charlotte hits a nice hearty suplex, all four of these women. I think are, are pretty good. Every time I see Sonya Deville work, I think she deserves more of a spotlight because she she never does anything that looks bad. You know what I mean? Like she has she yeah. has rendered her offense, and you can tell that she has weighed the pros and cons of certain offense. Like there are times Becky Lynch doing the the step up kick that she does off the second yeah. rope, and it looks bad sometimes. I don't see a lot of that out of Sonya Deville. 
No. Uh, th- th- although this this match was far from crisp. Uh, sure. Overall. I mean, there was that weird trans. There was that weird thing where Becky like had to move the person who was on the on the canvas so she could run over them and leg drop them off the ropes in a different way. Like it was all very weird. odd. Uh, Sony Deville's um, missed leg sweep followed by missed roundhouse or vice versa. Um, Charlotte was nowhere near close enough to her to even have to duck or jump from those kicks. Yeah. Um, it was just like, it was fine. It was okay. Um, but, um, I, I, I was happy to see, uh, and we'll talk about, uh, Sheltie B later, Mr. Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, but I was happy to see a lot of the people who've been off TV for a while get a little run before SummerSlam. And listen, SummerSlam is the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. The Monday and Tuesday after SummerSlam, there's going to be major stuff that happens. People yeah. are going to get called up. Brand new storylines are going to start. Um, there's a lot of opportunity for, hey, you know, Shelton Benjamin can actually get a storyline or be part of something coming out of SummerSlam. Same thing with Absolution. They could actually have something to do. So it's nice to get them in front of our eyes and remind us of who they are uh, right before the pay-per-view in case they have something to do afterwards. Becky's boot being untied almost gave me a goddamn panic attack. Yeah, no, that's never good. I was worried. Uh, Corey Graves is very happy to see Mandy Rose. I like that's a continuation. Carmella on commentary. Charlotte and Becky have an awkward conversation backstage after the match. By the way, Becky won with a nice combo that led to a disarmor. I like that finish. The awkward conversation, I guess, just kind of set the tone. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Three jobber skis come out and get obliterated by the Bludgeon Brothers. This trio of turds gets heaved around ringside. Then the powerbomb flying clothesline finishes them off. Not a good looking one, that powerbomb flying clothesline. No, um, they do other things much better. I, lo- I love it when they just run a guy into the other dude's big boot. That should be the finisher. When, when, yeah. when, when Rowan just heaves you into, into Luke Harper's foot, that, that, that's great. That that's it looks brutal. That's finished, guys. All the other like intricacies of I'm gonna do a power bomb into a no 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 no. Also also on the no 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 version. Um, why why are we doing this with the Bludgeon Brothers still? Like they're the champs now. They've they've been champs since like Mania. Um, or this before that, working. since Fastly, this this like, just isn't working. No, like, but I'm I'm not ready to give up on the idea of Harper and Rowan together as badasses because that's not. really good. This isn't working, and it's not helping it when you say, "Hey, let's put in three small goobers and have them fight them like a squash match." Why a squash match is how you establish a new up and coming monster tag team, not the not the champs. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what this, what this does. It doesn't, doesn't help them. Like uh, they, they, I guess the other thing is that a lot of the teams that I thought you could put them up against in this spot are actually over on raw, like the Ascension. No, can't do that. Uh, Heath and Rhino. No, they're over there. Uh, Brazongo. Well, you couldn't do that because, because Fandango's out. Uh, uh, The um, uh, Titus worldwide. No, they're over there. I don't even know. I mean, the problem is, is that, you have a team like Sanity, who's really, really good, who's being used as the fodder team on SmackDown, and that's that. We'll talk about that later. And they too. have plenty of fodder teams to pick from on Raw, as you mentioned. Yeah, it's just wrong. I don't, I don't like, I don't like that they're doing this with with uh, the Bludgeon Brothers going into SummerSlam. It's not, it's not a good look. To the contrary, New Day versus Sanity was very good. There's a big happy birthday chant for Kofi Kingston. Corey Graves says he's 50 years old. Killian Dane, your boy. Wearing a singlet. And this is Vince McMahon ran into him and said, God damn, pal. Yeah. Um, uh, At least Sanity is on TV being as as part of a uh, tag team tournament, even if it eliminated the first round of it. Uh, They've already made feud to be used against the New Day because of the six-man tag possibilities. Uh, and I think they will be used in that way coming out of SummerSlam. But the track record recently with call-ups from NXT is not great. Abysmal. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would go. You're closer than mine. I was being too generous. Abysmal. Yeah. Um, insanity is one of those things where I'm like, this team was totally unique, especially when you added Nikki Cross to that. Like a a intergender faction. Like that's so cool. Where you had one who was in the women's division. Uh, you had a guy who did primarily uh, singles matches uh, for a while. You had a, two great dudes as a tag team. Killian Dane, when he joined the group, like he was so different and so mysterious and new. And they they put him out there. He would look like a Sasquatch who could drop kick you. Like it was great. They had this cool barbarian like um, uh, trunks with with like the tassels coming off of it. It was really cool looking. And he gets to the main roster, and they they for a while they had him work in a t shirt, and now they put him in this singlet, which is designed like it has sanity written on the back, but it's in navy blue and red, which is not their color scheme at all. Like it, it doesn't make any sense that they've taken this really special team and made them not special at all. Uh, like I don't know why you would do that. I feel like it seems like Vince's idea is like that that NXT is like the minor leagues. And when, when fully, you... uh, one of my followers on Twitter, or I think uh, he responded to a, tw- a tweet of ours and said, they took everything that screamed, uh, everything away that screamed chaos and put him in a singlet, which screams control trained amateur wrestler. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Um, uh, the, it, it does feel like um, Vince looks at them, looks at NXT as like the minor leagues. When you call up a guy from, in the, from the minors to, to the majors, um, that guy's needs some more seasoning. You might put him out, out in the right field, give him a couple of bats. Maybe he's good. Maybe he's not. If he's not, you send him back down. But the whole thing is you don't send him back down. They're just, they're just up here and you have him up there. And instead of like in the real sports where you, you put him out there and let him see what he can do, in, in the WWE, you can write in that he strikes out on three pitches looking. And that's what you've done. You've written in that this guy is a failure coming up out of the minor leagues which doesn't make me want to watch his career from then on. Over and over, like, wouldn't yeah. It, wouldn't it be great if you call if you could write it, where you call up a guy, hits, hits a grand slam at the bottom of the night to win in the thing. All of a sudden, you've got a ready-made hero. Oh, yeah. You're not going to do that. You're going to do the opposite. Stupid. Well, uh, there's a nice high-low that Sanity hits where Dane gets a kick to the back of the leg and Wolf hits this flying shoulder block. Wolf has developed into a very good worker. Uh, we get a WWE picture-in-picture commercial followed by a regular commercial. Whoever formats these is a total dickhead. Woods gets a hot tag and sees him land a tornado DDT. Now, I like this match, but this spot was dumb. The ref stops counting the pin. It should have been a three for Woods right there. Yep, right there it should have been. It could have been a four. Yeah. But for some reason, because he sees Eric Young diving off the top rope, he stops counting. Why? Why? Tough shit, it, Eric. It looked like he was. It looked like he was trying to get out of the way. Like he thought the elbow drop was going to hit him. Which at least that ref made it look like that. But nah, no, it, it, it was not good. It was not. This is two nights in a row where we got a, we got a a bad um, pinfall. It didn't. It didn't yeah. work right. Young Death Valley drivers Woods onto Dane's knee. That was really cool. Kofi gets a trust fall and then the midnight ride on Dane. That was impressive. Yeah, that was impressive. That was that's th- awesome. This is this is why I look at that. I did my if it were a work, if it were a shoot this week, and one of them was the Bludgeon Brothers against New Day, and I'm like, you know what? Amateur wrestling experience from Xavier Woods and whatever the hell Big E's got. I think they're taking the Bludgeon Brothers in a shoot. Yeah, I do. I think I think that the Big E could could just literally throw Rowan all over the place. Yeah. Um, uh, and listen, the thing, the thing about Big E is he's incredibly impressive in his strength. So, yeah, if you actually allowed Santa to be, to, Sanity to be as good as they were in NXT, a, a New Day versus Sanity feud would be all kinds of awesome because Killian Dane was really, really impressive in those six-man tag matches. Like last year at, at the at yeah. War Games, in War Games, he was so amazing in that match. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff you could do, but breakout nah. performance I thought for him. Yeah, it was. We see Jeff Hardy back on SmackDown. In progress. Neither he nor Shelton Benjamin look at their best physically, Alex. But there are still no. glimpses of brilliance. 
Shelton has to help Jeff connect on a whisper in the wind. The, the superplex looked nice. Jeff wins with a twist of fate. That's really all there was to this match. It was a pretty abrupt match. No entrance. But Nakamura comes out to attack. Jeff Hardy hits him with a twist of fate. And then a swan time. Because you know he's only doing one of those tonight. Yeah, that's right. He ain't doing two of those. No. So, I mean, fine. This is to set it up. But then we see creepy Randy Orton. Even creepier, given the, the happenings over the last week, which we're about to talk about. Yeah. Creepy Randy Orton looking. He's not in this match right now. No. So he's just... Just hanging know. out. Just hanging out backstage. Oh, literally hanging out. Yeah, hang, hanging out. You know? Just, uh, you know, probably not washing his hands. He's definitely not doing that. Let's go ahead and talk about this, because there's really not that much to talk about this Jeff Hardy match. No, it really isn't. So... WWE tells me that they are investigating this. I'm sure they told they're, everybody that reached out that they're, they're investigating invest, They're investigating it now, considering it happened. How long ago was this supposed to have happened? I would imagine 2005, 2006-ish. Yeah. Based on when Court Bauer was there. Court Bauer, who you know I've interviewed multiple times on this website, youtube.com slash Fightful. Type in Court Bauer. You'll see our interviews. Help me with a couple of my long forms. He said, quote, for every new writer that would show up, he comes in the room and puts his hand down his pants, pulls out his dick, touches himself, then says, I'm Randy Orton. Shake my hand. Oh, you don't want to shake my hand? You're big leaguing me? That's fucked up, man. Should I tell Vince and Steph you won't shake Randy Orton's hand? End quote. Now, I got some flack a couple weeks ago when I did an interview with Matt Riddle. What perhaps his last interview he'll ever do outside of WWE. And we spent about five minutes talking about the etiquette of handshaking Uh and him even joking around saying, sometimes I like to keep a messy hand. Maybe I don't want to shake your hand. You know what? More respect to Matt Riddle. He ain't flipping his ding dong out. Nope. At you. Now keep in mind, Randy Orton shit in a bag or two, allegedly. Yeah. Mr. Kennedy has told a story about Randy Orton teabagging his wrestling boots. Yeah. In which Kennedy said, Randy, we're the only ones here. There's nobody else around for this to be funny to. Why are you doing this? What's going on? Uh, uh, When Marvin Gaye wrote the song, What's Going On?, he wrote it about Randy Orton dipping his ball sack into wrestling boots. Yeah. We thought it was about all this other stuff. No, Marvin Gaye was worried about balls in boots. Yep. Yeah. Make sense of this, Alex. Oh, it's impossible to make sense of. Um, listen, uh, the best I can say is it was a different time because Shit, yeah. it was. Um there's no excuse for it, but it certainly explains why nobody said anything about it. But uh, he can't be doing that now. Yeah, I mean, like, it really, it re- when, and it is easy to say it's a different time, but man, it really is. I'm talking like socially, we're so far like in a different place than where we were 12 years ago. Maybe too a little too extreme where people don't have a sense of humor, but I don't think that would have ever been funny. No, no, no. I can watch. I can watch the movie Waiting with Ryan Reynolds and mm. Justin Long, and I'm like, ha They showed each other their balls all the time. It was a game. It's like completely inappropriate now, but I can at least see a little bit funny there. Mm-hmm. They kick each other in the ass when they catch each other. Okay, Randy Orton is essentially threatening someone to get them in trouble. He's threatening to be a cop about him pulling his own dick out. Yeah. And waving it at someone. Yeah. Um, and you, you cite the um, the example from the classic film, Waiting. Um, at least then it's two people who are like, this is a game we both consent to. Yeah, that's true. And if that's, if that's, if that's your deal, fine. If, if, if Mr. Kennedy thinks it's hilarious when Randy Orton <laughs> debags his boots, and that's a little thing they do and it always cracks it, catches her up, 
No, oh, damn it! What? That's three kicks in the ass. <laughs> whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever floats your boat, men. But um, but this is this is just straight up. I mean, when you're threatening somebody with having them lose their job, they just got, and in some cases, a dream job. If you don't like, I mean, it's just. Uh, it, does it does it um, surprise me that it's Randy Orton? Who is the guy who did this? Uh, no, not at all. Not for me to things I've heard about the guy. Um, it's it's not okay. Uh, it's it was not okay ten years ago, fifteen years ago, whenever it happened. Um, it's certainly not okay now. Um, it it it's it's fucked up. It's really fucked up yeah. that not 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 only the whole like, hey, I'm 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 Randy Orton. Shake my hand. You know this hand that's just been touching my junk. But then to be like, now I'm going to get you fired if you don't, that's, that's really horrible mental abuse kind of shit. Like, I don't, it's just bad. Really bad news. So this podcast was from 2012. Like, and somebody just happened to listen to it and Court Bauer confirmed it. And it's like, man. That's the thing for me. The, the biggest thing ever is like, this is a thought. This has been public knowledge. For six years, yeah. and now there's an outcry. I, I mean, like, I can't. It, in 2012, if this comes out, it's still a big story. Like yeah. now, like the atmosphere is different than even was in 2012. But if it comes out then, if it, if it goes viral then, it's still going to be a big story. So yeah, it's just crazy. So, um, <laughs> Randy Orton maybe. I don't know. Doesn't feel secure right now. Yeah. Just flipping his hog around. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little inappropriate. Yeah. If you want to go about things the right way and mm. you want to make a better impression, I think you should probably just use blue chew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you do want to consent with another person and say you that's know very, what? That's this, very important. It is very important. You use Bluetooth when you're when there's consent involved. What is also important is impressing that yes. person. Because yeah. you don't want a story like this to emerge. One, when there's no consent, and two, you just deal them with just a <laughs> See, I find that consent is very important, but only less important is second time consent. And one way to get that is to make sure you use Bluetooth the first time. You're right. You're right. You know? Use that code Fightful. You will get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. Bluechew.com. That's like the color blue. They are at Get Blue Chew on Twitter. Hit them up. Let them know you heard our plug. Let them know that you heard about them from us. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA active ingredients, FDA approved active ingredients rather, as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Take them anytime, day or night, backstage even, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready when the opportunity arises. I'm telling you this, Alex. Nobody's going to hesitate to shake your hand following following this experience probably true yeah yeah they're made in the usa and since bluetooth prepares and ships direct they're cheaper than a pharmacy prescribed online ship straight to your door in a discreet package no in-person doctor's visit no waiting for the pharmacy no more awkwardness when someone leaves you hanging with the handshake bluechew.com use that code fightful like i said even if you don't use it let them know on twitter at get bluechew where it came from alex sean we had this ms daniel bryan three-part video i really enjoyed it yeah it was uh it was really just about as good as the wwe um production team can do and they can do amazing work um it's amazing. It also is kind of amazing to me that 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 it, it worked out this way because I don't think when they when they pair Miz and Daniel Bryan in 2010 as NXT rookie and mentor 
they have any idea that eight years later it will be culminating in this, especially with all the steps that they went on along the way. Uh, but it's perfect. It's as though someone, a much better writer than WWE has ever had in their employ, scripted it from the very beginning. That's how good this is. I do think that Brian's talking point of Miz not deserving respect because he doesn't want to work for it, is it, he's got to cut that shit. Well, this is the thing. This is what I love about it, is that um, that Daniel Bryan's not total white hat here. His His biases against the Miz are not objective. Like, he feels a certain way about the Miz that he goes, okay, well, you can stand back from it and go, okay, I agree with you on these points, Daniel, but not on this point. And he is so wrapped up in it that he's not going to concede that, even though a lot of people would say that's wrong, man. He's He really has paid his dues. But according to Daniel Bryan, the Daniel Bryan who spent 10 years, you know, wrestling in Japan before he even set foot in WWE, no, the Miz is a reality star and he's always going to be. Now that, I don't necessarily agree with that. And that's what I kind of like about it, that it's not just this guy who's, you know, who we always root for, Daniel Bryan, uh, being right all the time. He can be wrong about that part of it, but overall, we still want to see him beat The Miz. Like, I like that there's there's that one shade of gray there. Uh, but I agree with you. When he says that, he is incorrect. I, 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 I agree. <laughs> So Daniel Bryan also now advertised for SmackDown 1000. He is advertised for an MSG show. He was revealed to be the focal point of the WWE 2K19 game today. Yep. I'm just saying, guys. Yeah. I told you so. Yep. Miz. Now, I don't know if it's a new season because the press release didn't say anything about new season. USA Network sent me the press release announcing that Miz and Mrs. were picked up for, I think, 14 new episodes. Hmm. They were given a six-episode trial run. Now, I had zero doubts that with Chrisley being on this show and being a good, getting good numbers that Miz and Mrs. would. They got, went from 1.4, 1.3 to 1.2. Those are still insane numbers for that type of show. And you know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, they got the SmackDown lead in. That's, that they want it. That's what they want. They love that. My wife loves this show. My wife is a Marjo fan. A Marjo maniac. And Marjo mania is running wild in this home. This is great. I, I didn't have any doubts that these two would be reality stars. Oh, no, they're, they're, they're perfect. They're very, very good. I thought they... they... They were standouts of every season of, of Total Divas that they were on. Um, uh, and well, this is the other thing that I that, that you can tell that not only The Miz, who is genuinely very, very, very talented, um, but also Maurice has some good uh, comedic chops as well, uh, going back to that to that uh, series where they aped John Cena and Nikki Bella leading up to their match oh, at Mania. Yeah. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That was really, really, really funny. When when you had Maurice playing both Nikki and Brie in scenes together, like you could tell she was actually doing specific things for each one of them. It was very, very good. Uh, these guys are these guys are very great. And I mean, like, it takes I don't know, talent isn't the wrong word, but it takes a certain kind of person to really open up your entire life, especially at, at times of, you know, we're having a baby right now. 
to, to these cameras and to make it feel natural while also being perfectly polished. They're naturals at it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to see that they've been rewarded in that way. So I thought this video was – the video series was great, especially when you don't have either on the show. Right. I hope to God they didn't fly these motherfuckers out there right. for that. I hope they gave them the day off because it's going to be a long weekend. But this was really one of the highlights of the show, and that's sad because it was all stuff that we haven't really seen before. And Daniel Bryan is not the best at reciting this stuff and no. reading it off. Uh, Andrade Cien almost defeated Aiden English. Aiden English sings a song, and the match gets started kind of abruptly. It's a very short match again. Mm-hmm. Almost hits his great spinning back elbow, knees in the corner, hammerlock DDT. I love the way that Andrade Cien Almas is setting up these spinning back elbows. They are beautiful. Uh, This week it was a teep kick, which is a front kick where the toes kind of catch you in the ribs. And ironically, you're not supposed to be able to kick with the toe of your boot in wrestling, but who gives a shit? It was beautiful. Uh, Aiden English blocked it, and that set up the back elbow. Really, really great. Probably would have been great, better if I saw more than a minute of it. But Rusev and Lana come out and cut straight up babyface promos. So cool! Ah, oh, so nice yeah, they're really doing it. it that's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, at least, at least for Sunday, the the crowd will be f- firmly in in Rusev and Lana's corner, and that'll be a lot of fun. Man, this was uh, very good. It's the direction that they need to go with these two, not it these really two, is. these three. They're more yes. likable with all three of them. They really are. Um, I, I I liked it. You know, the whole point was Aiden coming out and trying to, you know, absolve himself uh, for this the problem the, the mistakes that he's made. That's that's good. Um, uh, I, I I really like Zelina and Andrade together. I think that that uh, even though he was kept off TV for such a long time inexplicably after he was called up. Now he's firmly a major part of SmackDown, yeah. as he should be. Um, and I'm, I'm interested to see. This is the kind of guy who, who deserves to be in the upper, upper, upper mid-card, if not the main event scene of SmackDown Live. And I hope he, he's there by, like, Royal Rumble time. Let's talk about this weird-ass main event segment. My God. So, backstage we see Paige asking Samoa Joe to be a little more professional. And I love the dynamic these two have with one another. They are they play off of each other great. Samoa Joe pretty much says he's going to do whatever it is he wants to do. Incredible. Awesome. AJ yeah. is asked by Paige to keep things professional tonight as well. Sure. Paige, Paige is a great general manager. Both in her performance and her character is portrayed as an excellent general manager. And I like that. I like the general managers that I'm watching on TV to seem like they're worthy of that position, unless the storyline is that they're not. Right. Um, There's there's no bumbling Kurt Angle, no uh, Mick Foley not really knowing what the hell is going on. Uh, Daniel Bryan always felt like he didn't want to be there. Like he he he'd rather be in the ring. You know what I mean? Um, But uh, Paige. Uh, you really feel like um, she she kind of knows what she's doing. You know what I mean? Like for being in the business for you know for her entire life and and uh, there's, there's family not, promotions exactly. It, 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 she doesn't. There's no missteps. Like when she makes a decision, it feels like she's got confidence in it. Um, and you know she she moves right along. There's not a lot of like. I don't know. Like, we haven't seen Shane McMahon anywhere near where it is. I haven't even talked about Shane McMahon uh, as the commissioner of, of SmackDown in forever. Meanwhile, you know, you have to have basically two general managers on Raw. Uh, one, the bumbling, you know, baby face who hates Brock Lesnar. And the other guy who, you know, runs to, to mom and gets tattles on her, uh, tattles to her. Like, it's, it, it doesn't, doesn't work out as well as this does, where it's just her having honest conversation with her talent. And and figuring out where they're coming from and, and like cautioning them about certain things. And I feel like she's not laying down the law necessarily, 
but they at least respect her. Like it's cool to have Samoa Joe like like have a conversation with her and not back down, but also not belittle her because you could easily. That's the thing I'm worried about is especially WWE having the heel male uh, uh, talent belittling her and condescend to her like they don't need to listen to her because she's young. Exactly. I love that Samoa Joe isn't taking that tack at all. Is she the youngest general manager ever? I mean, I'd be surprised if she wasn't. I mean, I mean, unless Stephanie served general manager when like back in, you know, 2000 or something. And I forgot about it. About to be 26. But I mean, Stephanie, I I think Stephanie, man, how old was she? Ah, yeah. Stephanie was like, you know, she was an authority figure at about 23. So you could argue that. So AJ Styles comes out and says that Samoa Joe took him to a dark place with his statements. And Samoa Joe, very short on time, mind you. This went over a little bit. Comes out and reads a letter about from a fan who says that they've lost AJ long ago. And he reveals that it was AJ's wife. And then, boom, the show's over. Yep. This was very awkward and abrupt. Yeah. And weird. And very weird, uh, because especially because of um, AJ's reaction throughout the entire thing, uh, which you know he he was uh, not on mic, but it was it was like ah ha ha, come on man, what is this? Is what this that doing? bitch Claire Lynch? But the, the thing is that he's not doing that at all. He's laughing it off the entire time until he gets to um, like until Samojo reads the name. And for me, I kind of had a vague memory of Wendy Styles being AJ's. Uh, wife, but I don't know if the entire audience like knows that. Or in my mind, I was like, is Wendy Styles AJ's mom? Like, I don't, I didn't understand his sister. I don't know because it could have been any of them. Um, but it makes sense in context for it to be his wife. But still, like, okay, so either a like AJ's wife wants a divorce and actually sent this letter to Joe, or b Joe's lying and made this whole thing up and. I don't. I, does it does it change anything for their match at SummerSlam? Like, it sure it makes AJ want to kick his ass. But wouldn't AJ like call his wife and say, "Hey, did you write Samoa Joe this letter?" And she would say, "No, I didn't," or "Yes, I did," or she would lie, or what? Like, that's a whole thing now. That's a whole yeah. off-screen storyline that immediately in kayfabe you have to have AJ call his wife and go, "What the hell?" And she goes, "I don't know what you're talking about." And does he trust his wife, or do he trust Samoa Joe? I mean. It's a weird thing to like introduce now, five days before their match at SummerSlam. Which really, I didn't need any of this crap. Just have them wrestle like Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles in a WWE ring at SummerSlam. That can be enough. You don't need to add all this other bells and whistles crap. Just let them do great wrestling. Let them. Here's the thing. Here's a great motto and how how I view WWE at this point. Let them do great wrestling is a rule you should probably follow. You can deviate from that, as the case may be, but if they can do great wrestling, just let them do great wrestling. And everything else will fall into place. Yeah, I think (laughs) they have enough history. And they they tried to utilize that history a little bit, but... I think that fell a little bit flat. I don't think that it necessarily worked. We got SmackDown, or uh, not SmackDown. We already talked about SmackDown. Hopefully, fuck, we don't talk about it anymore this week. NXT TakeOver predictions, SummerSlam predictions. I will be out this uh, Saturday at a wedding for my coach, friend, tag team partner, Jay Grooms. Follow him on Twitter at CrossFaceKilla. Taught me a lot about the about the physical aspects of wrestling, but Alex Pawlowski, Jeff Hawkins, and Mr. Warren Hayes will bring you the NXT TakeOver post-show. Mr. Warren Hayes, uh, you all may have seen his New Japan G1 Climax Finals wrap-up. He does the 205 Live and NXT reviews on Fightful Select. He also does the retro reviews with me on Fightful Select. We have a free one coming to Fightful.com, TNA Unbreakable 2005. That is up early for Fightful Select members as well. But then Sunday, I am back, and we will talk uh, SummerSlam after the show. I told Alex and Jeff, this is a 15-match show, so 
We won't go through the typical tropes that we talk about weekly. Yeah. We will, we will very not. much talk about the night. Yeah. <laughs> and leave our complaints of, yeah. oh, you know, sanity could be this and that for another day. Right. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. EC3 versus Velveteen Dream. couple of guys who have taken some losses of late. Velveteen Dream's been around a little bit more. There's been speculation of Velveteen hitting the main roster several times. However, EC3 is a guy who, he could be one of those guys that doesn't get a top of NXT run because, to be quite honest, he already is main roster ready because he's been on the main roster before. How do you see this one going, Alex? The thing I always think about, and I know he's lost all the time, but Velveteen Dream can lose every match and still be a goddamn superstar. That's a good point. And EC3, I think that, like, can use this to catapult him towards something because now with with the thing about Aleister Black's injury, and I'm not sure exactly if they've announced how long he's going to be out or whatever, but you have – this this progression from 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 whatever happens, who winds up being near the top of um, w, of, of NXT um, coming out of this? Three is a great choice to, to work up at the top because he's just got so much polish and can work with pretty much anybody. Um, so I think that it'd be nice to see EC three get the win here, if only because Velveteen Dean doesn't need it. Because he's he's bulletproof. Like he's lost amazing matches to Aleister Black and Ricochet, and come out better on the other side than he went going in. Even if they're after the loss, he's 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 Teflon. That guy. I'm gonna go with EC3, yeah. and I, I he is a guy. I don't think that he gets that top of NXT run. I think they'll bring him to the main roster and make room for somebody else, and they probably should. Probably should. Adam Cole versus Ricochet. If Ricochet is healthy, I think that he wins. If he's still dealing with some sort of injury, I don't see how they would put the title on him. However, what NXT is like to do here and there is give somebody an early loss. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to run with the undefeated storyline. Right, right, right. Throughout all that. However, Ricochet already kind of didn't he already didn't win his debut. Yeah. So do you want to run that, like go right back to that? I don't know. Uh, how do you think this one ends up? I think a lot of it depends on where it goes in the card. Because I think if Undisputed Era uh, retains the, the tag titles, then, then you know, you see, figure out. I think there's no way that O'Reilly and Strong don't get involved in hell. Even Bobby Fish, he's out there running around, like doing promos and stuff with them. So to be fair, you, we we suspected something very similar at WrestleMania, and it didn't go the way or WrestleMania weekend, and it went the opposite way. That's that's true. Um, but I, I I do feel like they could they could get involved in, in some way in this match. Um, but I just love the idea of of Adam Cole carrying that damn belt around because it just he's he's just so he just drips with arrogance. It's so right for his character. And like I, th- I feel like again, Ricochet could have an amazing match and wind up like with a ref bump or something, fighting off three guys at once and come out looking amazing at the sa- at, at the end, even with the loss. Um, and he can move on from this and be and be at the top of of, of NXT even with the loss as well. Uh, I, I I want I want all three guys in the Sprinter era have the belts at the end of the night. I just do. Yeah. Uh, somebody in the chat, I think it was John Bias, says they say it's a nagging injury for Ricochet. Yeah, he's missed two months. That's the thing. He's been, he's not wrestled in two months. I think Adam Cole ends up winning this. I think Undisputed Era beats Mustache Mountain, as you mentioned as well. Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane. Going with Baszler here. I think she gets her win back after last year's May Young Classic. And I think she moves on to Evolution to defend against or not defend against somebody. That's where the May Young Classic is uh, determined. But I, I'm sure she'll wrestle at Evolution. But I think yeah. Shayna Baszler wins this. Yeah, no, I think Shayna does too. Uh, it would be interesting because I'm. Uh, I think that um, the way it works is that NXT Women's Championship is defended at um, the uh, Evolution, 
and the winner of that match is the champion and will face the winner of the May Young Classic at the next mm-hmm. takeover. I think that's I think that's the way they they said it was going to work out. Either way, it would be kind of cool to see Kairi Sane versus Io um uh, Io Shirai. Shirai. Yeah, Io Shirai. That'd be kind of cool uh for all you stardom fans out there, but no, Shayna God, she is just perfect as this bully champ. She's, She's great. doing such great work and something I honestly did not think I would see. Like I didn't, I didn't expect this from her when I saw her in the, in the man classic, I thought, wow, she's it's kind of a cool persona in ring. I did not know that she was going to be so great out of the ring at performing this character. She's there were, there were a lot of scoffs when Matt Riddle and Shayna Baszler jumped to pro wrestling as a guy who covers MMA as well. There was some scoffing and some people saying, Oh yeah, I bet that'll work. Yeah, it worked. It yeah. worked. Tommaso Ciampa defends the NXT Championship in a last man standing match against Johnny Gargano. I think that Ciampa sends Gargano spiraling further down into despair, Alex. Um, this is everything that I wanted it to be coming out of the last uh, takeover that there's, I mean, Morrow said it in, a, in an episode of NXT where he said, you know, he, he quoted the Nietzsche quote that that if you if you're going to fight monsters, take care that you do not also become a monster, like, and that's and that's what he's become. He's he's just spiraling out of control, and I I I think it's I'm watching this this storyline being told, thinking about how it goes back all the way to the Cruiserweight Classic two years ago, and I think to myself. Thank God these guys are in NXT because in, in WWE would never think to attempt to, to to tell a story like this in this iteration of, of WWE, the main roster. Um, it's so brilliant, and I can't wait to see where this comes out of. But I agree. I can't imagine uh, Johnny Gargano beating Tommaso Ciampa as far as the storyline goes. Mm. However, I will say this. I'm really disappointed that Aleister Black got hurt because there's so many storytelling elements coming out of a triple threat match where Tommaso Ciampa, uh, where, 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 jo- where Johnny Gargano has to save Tommaso Ciampa from being pinned by Aleister Black because he wants the title for himself. There's all kinds of things you can do with that, and we're not, we're not going to see it because of Aleister Black's injury. So it makes it kind of disappointing. I have somebody in the chat saying, Shayna has no one left to face. What, mate? Wait, wait, what? What, mate? What? There, like, there there are three or four I can think of. Like, Candice would be a cool one. They're doing that stuff. But the one I want to see is Bianca Belair. There's two. Give me, give me Bianca Belair versus versus Shayna Baszler. How about whoever the fuck wins the May Young Classic? For yeah, one? that's def- that's definitely happening. Like, Io Shirai versus, versus Shayna Baszler. You How about me? this? Whoever loses the May Young Classic, there's four. Yeah. My God, yeah. what are you yeah, thinking they're, they're, of? What are you thinking? Don't uh, say man. that. Nope. SummerSlam 2018. The Elias live performance. Who interrupts it? Is it Bobby Lashley again? Probably. Good. B-team versus the Revival. I'm pulling for the Revival. But I think the B-team dumb luck streak continues. I think it does as well, and that is going to make me very sad heading into the main card. I was listening to the Eric Bischoff podcast this week, and they talked about how stupid the reviving elbow was when Hulk Hogan was incapacitated and Randy Savage hit him with an elbow to wake him up. That is a B-team spot. That is a spot where Bo Dallas is out, and Curtis Axel's looking around. He's like, how do I get him up? And he elbow drops his own guy and wakes him up. That should be signature spot for them it should be it should be bludgeon brothers the new day bludgeon brothers are probably winning this they probably are yeah miz versus daniel bryan i don't know how you could do this story and not have daniel bryan win this unless they're extending the feud unless they're saying okay well now we're going to do this for a while because because people because people's reaction to this has been god i can't wait to see this I want to see more of it, possibly. Then they say, okay, well, Miz is going to get the first one cheaply, and then we're going to see a rematch. That's possible, too. But yes, I agree. If I was doing it, I would definitely have Daniel Bryan win this match. 
Finn Balor is beating Baron Corbin. 1,000%. Shinsuke Nakamura, Jeff Hardy. Nakamura's winning this match as well. Nakamura's winning this match with the assistance from Randy Orton hitting an RKO on Jeff Hardy. That whole situation gives right in the penis a whole new meaning. It certainly does, now that you mention it. Yeah. Cedric Alexander, Drew Gulak. Cedric Alexander has been your cruiserweight champion since WrestleMania. How do you think this one goes? Um, it, it's tough. I, I think it's time. I think it's time for, for, for somebody else to have it. Drew Gulak's got a, a ready-made uh, um, faction with Gallagher and Kendrick as his henchmen. I think that works. Uh, it gives something for Cedric to chase. Uh, they've done this thing now with Mustafa Ali where he's got, quote-unquote, exhaustion and will be off TV for a while until he's, quote-unquote, recovered. Uh, if Drew Gulak has the belt, when Mustafa Ali comes back and Mustafa Ali is able to beat Drew Gulak, who's been his nemesis since the beginning of 205 Live, then you have a, a tension between Cedric and Mustafa Ali. You know, there's a lot of stuff to do there. Or they could be doing the thing where, like, Neville had the cruiserweight uh, title, uh, this new iteration record for longest record, uh, longest uh, reign. So we'd like to scrub him from the record books. Thank you very much. So Cedric, you're going to have this thing until next February or whenever it is. They could be doing that thing too. Yeah, I think. Ah, oh, man. <clears throat> I don't think they put enough juice behind Drew Gulak. For them to put the title in. I mean, it when Cedric was getting the title, you saw it beyond 205 Live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you true. saw it blasted on their social media all the time, like a lot of that. Yeah. Carmella, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. I am ready for the Carmella deal to end. Yep. I just don't know that it will. I think that maybe Becky and Charlotte cost each other the match and Carmella ends up winning. Yeah, uh, I could also see um, something along the lines of uh, Charlotte uh, screwing over Becky to get the pin on Carmella kind of a thing. You know, Becky hits something or Becky has the the um, Becky has her in the arm bar, the, the disarmer, and Charlotte knocks her off and puts her in the figure eight, something like that. Or, you know what, I, I, I guess it's impossible to put to put Carmella in both in both submissions at the same time and have her tap out. That would be a kind of fun way to do it. But you have, to be, you have to be on your back for one and on your front for the other, so I'm not really sure how that would work. But, yes, let's, let's get it off Carmella, if we could, please. Strowman versus Kevin Owens, money in the bank contract on the line. Strowman can lose via count or DQ, which leads me to believe he will via right. one of those. Or else, why other, why else have the stipulation when you can control it? Yeah, <clears throat> I think Owens is winning this. I do too. It's really a shame because they had an awesome opportunity when they gave the the case to Bro- to, to Braun that he could just come out the next night on Raw and say, "All right, Brock, meet me here at this time, and I'm going to beat you." I think that that would have been an amazing thing they could have done, and they did not do it. And it's it's honestly all it's been is is, is a prop. For Braun to carry when he's running around chasing Kevin Owens. So, yeah, if they're not going to actually use it, then put it on a guy who might, which is Kevin Owens. Yeah, there is very little about Braun's run as uh, as money in the Mon- bank holder Monster that made in the any bank? sense. Yeah. That yeah, no, it made any freaking sense. It it makes him look dumb. The only thing I would say is if he if he ret- if he retains tomorrow then he's cashing it in at the end of the night. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're figuring out some way of, well, Roman won um, and you don't like that, but hey, uh, bronze here, like, or something like that. Like I, I if it's going to, if they do that, it's going to feel a lot like um, the end of uh, WrestleMania 31. Yeah. There, there are a lot of finishes that I think they could do with Reigns and Lesnar. I mean, off the top of my head, I can think of like six possible different ways it could go right. from Heyman turning to to uh, Lesnar winning and getting cashed in on by Braun to yeah. Reigns winning, Lesnar attacking and the Shield showing up to take him out forever. 
yeah. to Braun beating Lesnar to Reigns winning and then Braun cashes in yeah. and then you have that feud. That's six off the top of my head. And I'm going to go ahead and say none of those things None happen. of them. And Reigns, Reigns, maybe Reigns pinning Lesnar or Lesnar pinning Reigns yeah. and then nothing else. And then nothing else. Yep. Man. Man. Alexa Bliss, Ronda Rousey, Raw Women's Championship. You already had the finish last month uh-huh. do they do it again or does rousey win god this is the thing is uh i i would not put it past vince to say no i i like my chicken shit blondes being the tag champs uh, the women's champs thank you i'm just gonna let that keep Ronda on both became brands. a chicken shit when she saw that bat last night <laughs> that was hilarious that was funny um listen oh my god there's a bat I I want Ronda to win, but I I don't know where you go from there. Like Sasha and Bailey are doing other things. Like I don't know who she feuds with. I mean, I guess Alexa Bliss gets, gets a rematch, but we're never going to believe Alexa Bliss actually defeating Ronda Rousey. It's never never believable now. You've you've ruined that. So there's other other things you could do. I'll tell you what, I don't know how you can actually make this thing work, but I'd watch an Ember Moon versus Ronda Rousey match. I think Ember Moon's athletic enough to get away from Ronda Rousey whenever she needs to. You know, that'd be, that would be interesting, but I don't think they're going to do that either. So my gut tells me Vince really likes having Alexa Bliss as his champion, and he's going to keep it that way. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. AJ Styles has had a really, really long run as champion, especially in this day and age for a guy like that, at his age even. Imagine if I would have told you years ago. Imagine if I would have told you after WrestleMania, his first year when he lost to Jericho, that he would have a god, a 280-plus day reign as champion. That's awesome. It's overshadowed by Brock Lesnar, who is hitting 500, I think, tomorrow. Right. But that's an outstanding run. Does it end with Samoa Joe on Sunday? I think it should. I think the mm-hmm. Samoa Joe is his time to be champion. And I think that there's um, – that, that you – this could be an opportunity for them to tell a similar story, like to do an NXT story with mm-hmm. – with AJ Styles losing and having and losing his mind along with it, with the mind games that Samoa Joe's playing with him, like there's a way to have have um, to have AJ Styles stare into the abyss and have the abyss stare back into him. I think there's a way of doing that with this that would be very interesting. But they might not. They might just keep it on AJ for a while, you know. Because I think Joe wins. Lesnar reigns. We've already talked about how we think this ends, but does it? Is it reigns or is it Lesnar that wins? Lesnar, five hundred days. They're pushing him as, oh my gosh, worst champion. I hope to God Brooklyn just roars in cheer with Roman Reigns, so they just go ahead and pull the fucking trigger on it already. I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this: if if they have another match like at Mania where the, the crowd just doesn't want to see the match at all. They just want the match to be over so we can move on to another story. Because that's really what they were booing. They weren't booing the guys. They were booing what they were doing three and a half years ago. Yeah, they just they just wanted it to be over. And if, if they have another thing like that, and the crowd reacts to it the same way, and they do the same finish again, I've lost all confidence in this company. Like... You guys, you got to figure out a way to just read the room, dudes, and and move on. Move on to something else. Something else is technically Roman Reigns being the champ. I know he's been the most important guy in the yeah. entire company for years, but now you actually make him the whole champ, and that's somehow a different thing. Well, it's it's their way of saying, well, well look, look, the show doesn't really revolve around him. He doesn't have the belt. The championship. Eh. We yeah. have reviews this weekend. Of course, listen, you boy, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Next week, it will be on Thursday because I will be in Toronto. I can't wait. Always enjoy the Toronto trip. Guys, subscribe to FIFAselect.com. Slap those five bucks down, man. It's like a buck 25 a week. 
I think you get like 15 podcasts a month. That's very, very cheap, actually. Check it out, my friends. Hey, if you subscribe to that tier level two, after four months, you get a beautiful Fightful t-shirt. Our first round are going out this week, actually. And that's like half the price you pay for it anyway. And probably even a little bit more. So check that out. Subscribe to our other channel, which has clips on it. Fightful Scraps. It's a project of Jimmy's. Show it some love. Also, our friends at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Alex, what do you got going on this week? Uh, I'm just trying to rest up for a very full, full wrestling weekend. <laughs> my uh, my wife is taking the kid to uh, to her parents uh, for most of the weekend, so I'll at least be able to to f- fully fixate on this uh, on on this weekend. Um, I, I did want to say that. Uh, an all timer backstage video uh, with Kevin Owens hiding in a uh, in a limo, uh, which I just retweeted again. He's a national treasure, and I will not entertain any arguments to the contrary. Uh, it's it's a Hall of Fame video. You've got to go watch it. Let's retweeted it. Guys, follow me on Twitter at Sean Ross Sapp. I release my match ratings and podcast notes for these shows the morning after. Check them out. We are out. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.